Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Yes, it's finally here. It's official. Sign with Universal. Miss Renetta Mays with You Got Me Open. Live from Flame Studios, Vibration Radio, Taylor Kennedy Media, and of course, YourRadioNetwork.com. Buy that. Cop that. Hell, I don't care if you burn it, but just support that. Miss Renetta Mays, You Got Me Open. Happy, happy, happy Tuesday. You guys are welcome to the beautiful Butterfly Show. We're sorry, you guys, we had some technical difficulties, but nevertheless, we are going to give you a dynamic show with another awesome guest that we have over here on the beautiful Butterfly Show. And, of course, I want to tell you guys to make sure that you download our app. That's YRN 1328, available on iPhone and Android. It's a free app. So it's not going to cost you anything. Download it, and you can listen to the beautiful Butterfly Show um, by me, Bianca Fly, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Mondays, you can catch Conscious Vibes coming to you live and direct at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Brother Rami Yell. On Wednesdays now, um, filling in in the new spot. We got Melody S. with Melody's Corner coming to you at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then on Friday um, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we got conversations with Trent uh, with uh, – featuring uh, Lisa Tillman Page, you guys, and it is an awesome show. So you can check out all those shows by downloading our app, YRN 1328, you guys. Uh, as I said, once again, available on iPhone and Android. 
So we're not going to delay any longer, you guys. Uh, today we got Samantha Hunter coming on, and she's talking about a platform that she has entitled She Is, which is a platform created to helping young girls build their self-esteem and know their self-worth. And she's also the former Miss Upstate. And so I am excited about having her on the show for a bit to talk about um, her awesome platform that she has created and more. Um, so if you're folks out there listening, got any questions or comments, feel free to call in. Uh, 347-326-9139 is the number. And Samantha, are you there? Yes. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, fantastic, and um, of course, as I stated, you are the former uh, Miss Upstate, and um, of yeah. course, um, for the folks out there. So tell us a little bit, um, how did you get into, um, because a lot of times when people think about, uh, you know, becoming uh, Miss Upstate or, you know, in pageantry and all of that together, um, how did you get interested um, into that platform? Well, I did pageants in high school and okay. um, had a lot of success with that. And um, I wanted to do some when I got in college, but that didn't go over too well because I ended up <laughs> um, having my son, which, you know, he's a blessing, so oh. I have no regrets on that end. But yeah. that wasn't the, yeah. the best time in my life to do a pageant. Um, and so over the years, I kind of let the, the dream go. And then mm-hmm. um, about two years ago, I really wanted to get involved in something else because I've always been involved in some type of community service project or some right. type of something um, to give back to my community. And so I come across mm-hmm. this pageant. It's the Miss Black South Carolina pageant line. And um, they were receiving applications for people to represent the local um, counties of South Carolina. And so I spoke with the director, and she seemed really interested in me, and I seemed really interested in the pageant, um, but I didn't do it at that time. And so the following Mm -hmm. year, she asked me again. She said, well, are you ready? I said, no, (laughs) ma'am. And so that was two (laughs) years in a row that I had inquired about doing this pageant that I desperately wanted to do, but I just wasn't ready. And part of the reason was I didn't feel like I was – pageant fit body-wise anymore because I had had Mm. a baby, so I had gained weight, hadn't lost all the weight yet. So I just didn't feel that self-confidence that I needed to, for Mm -hmm. myself, to be on stage in a dress and, you know, be pretty in front of everybody. Um, But last year, she finally said, look, now, you've been wanting to do this for a while, so I think it's time that you jump on board and just give it a shot. And so I said, okay. And so with a little bit of courage I had to find, <laughs> I decided to go ahead and do it. And um, that's how I become Miss Upstate. I applied, and I had to show academic excellence, um, community service, mm-hmm. a lot. I had to fill out the entire application. And then um, okay. they award the local title based on that criteria. And so um, in last November, I was crowned Miss Upstate at a um, crowning ceremony in Columbia, South Carolina. Nice, nice. And, and for you, um, um, and and being interacting within the community, uh, what is that response like to see? Uh, because I know for me, growing up um, and seeing a lot of pageants when we think about Miss America and so forth, and we're used to seeing, you know, different races, but not really, you know, African American women. Um, in that, um, they have been over the years, but not mm-hmm. um, as predominantly and more as they are now. And so, what is that experience like? You know, to be able to go out, interact with young um, black, 
girls and, and they're able to, you know, see what you're doing. Right. Uh, well, I agree with you. You don't, you haven't seen a lot <laughs> in um, yeah. past years. And, you know, a part of it I've learned is because a lot of young black girls think that you have to mm-hmm. look a certain way or be a certain right. type of girl or, right. you know, be a certain dress size. And so one thing right. I stand for is defying the odds. I'm all about defying the odds. Um, I just believe when you put your mind to something that you can do anything. Um and so with that, being involved in the community, it's taken a lot to break down those barriers um, that they've created in, in their minds. You know, I can't do this because I'm not this color, or I can't do this because I'm not this size. Um, therefore, they just kind of shut down, and they don't really have the interest to find something that they're good at. Maybe it's not a pageant, but can you play basketball? You know, like, do you have an interest right. in cheerleading? Do you have an interest in drawing, music, something you don't have to be good at pageants. You don't even have to like pageants. But I've encouraged right. these young girls to find something that you're interested in and then find a mentor, find someone else, find an adult who could help you, you know, give birth to whatever you're, you're wanting to do. So Absolutely. that's kind of been my message to get people out into the community, especially the young girls and even the young men mm-hmm. too. Find something positive. What yeah. What are you interested in what do you see yourself doing at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning when everybody else is asleep? Because whatever that is, that's probably your passion. And if you feed it and find someone that can help mentor you, you'll want to get out into the community and do community service and um, so forth and so on. Absolutely, absolutely. And I want to talk about, um, and you mentioned about um, the image that a lot of young girls, you know, see in themselves. And so nowadays, um, as I said, you know, we got social media and unfortunately, mm-hmm. I believe social media has fed that low self-esteem factor for many yes. of us, rather if we're teenagers yes, <laughs> or older women, you know, because we go online, we see these women with these bodies, and we're like, oh, my gosh, you know. And, and so we're, yes. we're striving to, you know, kind of create this image um, and, you know, do all these alterations, so to speak, to ourselves so that mm-hmm. we look like what we think, um, you know, we're supposed to look like. So do you think that social media has played a huge factor in the way uh, just women in general, from, from young teenage girls to older women, view themselves in, in their body? I do. I agree yeah. with you entirely that social media has played a huge role and how we are mm-hmm. supposed to, the key word is how we're supposed to view right. ourselves. Right. And, you know, when I was a little girl, I <clears throat> I was a little chunky, <laughs> and um, I got picked on my entire second grade year, the entire mm. year of second grade. I had just moved to a new school from Greenville to Easley, South Carolina, and there was this girl in there who was much, much smaller, and she picked on me the entire year. I went home every day crying oh, wow. to my mom because I was, so hurt and, I mean, depressed at an early age because, you know, I I guess she wasn't accepting me because I had a little bit more meat on my bones, you know, and and that hurt, and it was very devastating, and it took a very, very long time for me to change the image that she put in my head because I started to believe it, you know, that I'm just chunky or I'm just fat, plainly. Um, And over the years, you know, now we have social media and, all these women in Hollywood and all these stars are now showing, well, this is what you have to do to look this way. 
or, you know, you need to do this, these many workouts to achieve this type of mm-hmm. waistline mm-hmm. or this these right. type of thighs. And, you know, it's not realistic. It's just not realistic. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Um, it breaks my heart that now, I mean, like you said, young girls, young women, old women, we're trying to fit into what they say is beautiful instead of falling Absolutely. in love with ourselves and loving ourselves Absolutely. for who we are. Who cares if we have a little bit of extra meat on our bones? That might be your dream. Right. It might never go away. But the biggest part is falling in love with yourself and loving who you are and appreciating you for you, how God made you. You know, he didn't make us all the same. If that absolutely. were the case, the world would be boring. <laughs> like social media, you know, there are diets on Pinterest. There's juicing recipes on Pinterest. There are even Facebook shows. Um, you know, these ads for losing weight, weight loss on, on the commercials. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably yeah. see a ton of commercials during all the day, day of yeah. weight loss. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. All these all yeah. these weight loss ads. And I even saw it in a magazine a few months ago. There was an article where this mom had bashed a magazine because they had put bathing suit types in there for young girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so yeah. she was upset because she was saying, this is promoting my daughter to, to look at her body and say, oh, well, I'm this shape, so I have to wear this type of swimsuit. You know, it's very yeah. great. Yeah. Right, right. And, it, you know, and it, create, and it makes it hard. It makes it hard, especially on parents, because, you it know, your, your children have to deal with that. And you, you have to deal with the fact because, um, as a prime example, um, a lady that I know from my church, um, she has a daughter who's, I believe she's like 10. So her friend, mm-hmm. the, the daughter's friend came with them one weekend and they went shopping. Well, her daughter and the daughter's friend are two different sizes. Her daughter is a little a little chunkier, you know, than the other mm-hmm. girl. And so as they were shopping, her mom would pick up stuff and she said, no, mom, no, mom, that's, you know, I, I can't wear that. I can't, I can't wear that. I'm too big. You know, um, you know mm-hmm. and so she would see her friend picking up certain stuff and so she felt like, well, I can wear that too, you know. And so, you know, at that point mm-hmm. in time, the mom felt like, you know, she was kind of torn, you know, because right. it's, it's this image created in our young girls, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, you have to wear a certain, you know, certain clothes you have to wear. Um, but at the same time, um, they're also creating what I've noticed over the past few years, which I didn't notice growing up, but a sexier image for, for such young girls, yes. you know, it's, yeah, um, the really you know risky kind of clothes, and, and you're just thinking like, wow, you know, <laughs> what do you yes, expect exactly. to wear this stuff to? <laughs> right. No, I, I agree. I mean, now the shorts, like when I was in elementary school, the shorts were down to your knees. Now they're like right to right below their bottom feet, and I'm like, um, I know you don't expect them to wear this to school. <laughs> right. Absolutely, yeah. and, and that's the thing, you know. Um, and especially when we see these different things, and I think that, um, you know, it's promoting that, you know, you that we can't focus on, our, you know, how how well we are or how smart or intelligent we are because, you know, the media mm-hmm. wants us to represent our bodies more than our brains. Right. You know, it's like, exactly. you know, let's forget um, how intelligent that girl may be or how talented may she she may be less focused on how short her shorts are or how big her boobs are or if she chooses right. to wear weave or not weave and, you know, all these different spectrums um, of what's yeah. going on. It's a, it's a lot for young girls to deal with nowadays. 
and even some older women. <laughs> right. No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I wish that social media was not so focused on the body image because, as you said, you know, you can't focus on anything else because everybody's on a diet, and it's a fad diet. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yep. It does yep. not work. But that's yep. all it Absolutely. seems that some women are focused on is how to look good. And your body is Absolutely. not going to get you anywhere. And that's one thing that I try mm-hmm. to tell all the young girls that I Absolutely. have been able to mentor. It's not, yes, mm-hmm. you need to love yourself and um, dress appropriately and present yourself accordingly. But don't go so far as to starving yourself or doing this and doing that when it's not worth it. It's so not worth it because at the end of the day, that's not what matters. That's not what matters. Getting right. an education Absolutely. and furthering yourself and becoming a better person all around is what matters because that's going to take you places in life. Being a size two is really not going to matter at the end of the day when you're trying to get into college, <laughs> you know. And even Absolutely. partly, just my opinion, I fought some of the um, national televised programs such as, um, and I'm not bashing any shows. I'm just saying right. they, will, they only accept certain size girls mm-hmm. or certain mm-hmm. size women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. also tells it, the girls, well, no, I can't try to do this, and I'm not going to try to do mm-hmm. it because I have a little bit more meat on my bones. Instead right, of accepting right. everybody, promoting diversity. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, and I and I watched an, uh, a, a model show, and I know everybody uh, probably uh, is familiar with but, you know, we, we have these different model yes. shows. <laughs> and so um, mm-hmm. I, I watched one in particular, and they said, you know, we have, uh, as they would break girls down to, you know, kind of, what category they would be in. And so this one girl, um, she was considered plus size. Now, mm. for me, because I've always been on the, the thicker side as well, I've always mm-hmm. wondered, hmm, what are these people considering plus size? You know, because I'm right. looking oh, yeah. at this woman and I'm looking at myself in general and I'm like, I see so <laughs> many two different women, you know. And right. So I, you know, it gives, I mean, it really, like, sends you into some type of, you know, place issue because you're thinking, like, oh, my God, it's like, is that considered plus size? And so, you know, you have women who are on shows and they might wear a size 12 or, or 14 even, and they're considered plus size. Yeah, you know, I know. Like, wow. Wow. You know, it's, it's mind-blowing. Yes. It is. It is. It, it is mind-blowing because I don't see how they could possibly consider that plus-size. That is not plus-size. And like you said, it even makes you question yourself. And you're looking at yourself like, well, what am I? If that's plus-size, then what am I? <laughs> and if you think about it too for too long, that's what you get hung up on and you forget about what really matters. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, um, the and the thing about it is that, and that's why, as we mentioned earlier in the show, that you know, when talking to young girls, it's important that they seek a role model. But like, you know, especially within your community, I think a lot of times, yes. you know, we hear, uh, and, and one of my favorite um, artists of, of all times, as some people know, is Beyonce, and I love me some yes. Beyonce. Yes. So Beyonce yes. has been under, me. you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's she's a woman of controversy, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people feel that you know uh, she, you know, when it comes to being a role model for young ladies, she's not a great role model. My thing is, I've always believed that you should never put people in a position uh, to be your child's role model when you have the opportunity 
to be your child's role model, you know, or, you know, and to find, you know, someone in the community um, that that child to, is even more relatable with. I think we put too much pressure on celebrities to be our yes. children's role models when we have a lot of I white agree. people right here in our communities. Yes, I mm-hmm. agree. I so agree. And like the celebrities, these young girls and, and young boys, I try not to leave them out, even though I did not deal heavily with them, but um, I tried to find someone to pretty help build a platform, even for them, um, because we do give the celebrities too much credit or responsibility, as you say. We can't go touch the celebrity's hand or cry on their shoulder or give them a phone call, you know, so it's almost like false hope, you know? At the end of the day, you really don't know what these people really stand for. You know, they can't pour into your child the way a good role model, good upstanding citizen in the community can. This part, the child can go to them when they need help. Um, and sometimes I know even with me growing up, it was a lot easier to talk to someone who wasn't my parent because um, right, I felt like I could just kind of right. talk more freely. And so that's what I encourage all of my girls to do is if you can't talk to your parent, if you don't even feel comfortable talking to me, then find someone who you can trust first and foremost and then you know, allow yourself to be open and honest with that person so they can really help you get to the root of what it is because I found out even in myself and um, trying to conquer self-confidence, it's something always, it's something deeper on the inside. And you have to find out what that is. What is really the root of this problem? Is it something that happened in my childhood? Even for older women, what happened? What went wrong? And sometimes young girls, they don't know because they're, they're not at the um, – mental capacity uh, to be able to figure that out unless they're talking and venting and then that person in turn can help them figure out what happened, what went wrong that caused me to feel this way, to not treasure myself and value me as a person and to have low self-esteem and low self-confidence. So I think it's finding out the root of the problem and then being able to work up from there, baby steps. I had to take them. And I'm finally at a point where I'm okay with my body image because for a long time I didn't like it. Yeah, and it, it, it takes that. You know, a lot of times we have to go through um, our own, you know, kind of a body and mental repair within ourselves to mm-hmm. love and embrace who we are because my thing was, um, you know, for me trying to lose weight um, after I had a baby, um, my thing was to put a lot of pressure on myself, you know, to, to be this certain size and, oh, my gosh, I'm, you know, gaining weight this week and losing weight. And so my thing is, yeah. and then when I looked at myself, I really didn't like what I saw. And so, and I would kind of right. beat myself up. And I didn't realize that when I start actually loving what I have now and appreciating mm-hmm. it, then I can get in a good mental space to start losing the way I want and eating the way I want. But I think that right. we do such, you know, mental um, and verbal damage um, to ourselves when it comes to our body image um, and so forth that it puts us in a whole, you know, different state of mind and it makes it harder, you know, for us to yeah. obtain the goals that we want. I agree. I agree. I agree because we're we're doing nothing but holding ourselves back, and you know, like we're we're making ourselves our own prisoners because we're so focused on allowing other people to validate who we are, and um, that's one thing I try to push um, during the and even and during the course of the pageant, and even now, um, don't allow anyone to validate who you are. You validate who you are. Um, you know, I was. 
at one point I was trying to be um, a people pleaser and trying to please people. I thought, you know, um, I'll lose this much weight, then I can do this, and it'll, I'll look good, and I'll be a good fit for them. And But, no, well, what about me? I was leaving myself out, which is most important. So I had to mm-hmm. learn that, you know, I validate myself. I don't allow anybody else to validate who I am. And if they can accept Absolutely. me for me with the size, a little bit of curves, and a little bit of stomach that I have, <laughs> then it's not worth it. Absolutely. It's just not meant to be. Absolutely. And it happens so often, Samantha, that we, you know, um, especially um, I would say even when it comes to uh, relationships and dating, you know, and we're trying to find out, okay, if we're a certain person's type and, oh, they like, Mm -hmm. you know, they they like the small girls, you know, so to speak. And so a lot of times, you know, (laughs) we're trying – we're trying so hard, you know, to make ourselves, you know, be like other people and not realizing, hey, you know what, I'm I'm good. I'm good and I'm great where I am now. And and if that person, you know, is, is serious um, and really cares about you, they're going to accept you where you are <laughs> when they meet you, exactly. you know, and so forth. So, I, yeah, I, I think that definitely plays a factor when it comes to relationships. Yes, it plays a huge factor. I spent a lot of time trying to (laughs) fit into what I thought this person, you know, what I should be, what he thinks I should be. And, you know, that was the longest relationship of my adult life, about six years. And finally I was just like, okay, there has to come a time where I get tired of being tired and trying to fit into somebody else's idea of what I should be. What about me? I don't even know what I like anymore because – I spent so much time trying to be what they want me to be. Mm. And it, it yeah. took so many years trying to rebuild myself. And it, I had to get all the way to the bottom. That was like so that I could climb all the way back up to the top. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm perfect, Lord, but I'm all over that I'm yeah. there because Lord knows there some days I have my own struggles, but I'm definitely <laughs> not where yeah. I was. And I think that's what's most important, that it's a continual you know, moving forward instead of going back to the place where I allowed him to keep me. Mhm, mhm, absolutely. And you know, and it takes a lot to get out of those positions because you have so many yes, uh, women who um, are in those type of situations, and it's hard. I mean, I, I know a lot of people say, "Well, yeah, you know, it's not hard." You just say, oh, "Okay, it's, I, I'm over." You know, we're done, and walk away. And, and a lot of times, people do walk away, but they end up going back. You know, they end up going back because the reality is is that most of us, I would say most people, um, mm-hmm. don't really like the idea of being alone. You know what I'm saying? We, we, yeah. uh, and it's, it's our human nature to seek, you know, to be, have a companion, to feel love and all of that. And so a lot of times some of us are searching for that so hard that, that we, we, we lack, you know, and we forget that how important we are, you know, and we kind of forget our morals and, and our values because of people that we are in relationships with because we're settling, you know, we're settling for what's taking place and we're trying to talk ourselves into staying in a relationship that we don't want to be, really want to be in, you know, but right. we're trying so hard to make it work, you know. Um, so it takes a lot, you know, to mentally um, and emotionally prepare yourself to get out of a situation like that and not only get out of it but heal from it. 
and learn from it. Yes. Yes, Lord. Definitely yeah. the healing and the learning part. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So that goes back to that um that six year relationship yeah. that I was in. Yeah. A lot of mental damage was done because yeah. I didn't want to be alone. I mm-hmm. I wanted mm-hmm. to be with somebody. I wanted to be loved. I wanted him right. to love me. But little did I know he was he wasn't loving me the way that I really needed to be loved. It was attention but it wasn't healthy attention. And I think that's one thing that keeps some women in relationships is they're thinking, well, at least it's some attention because that's Absolutely. the attitude that I had at one time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, hey, mm-hmm. at least he's paying me some kind of attention, but it's not right. healthy. So if it's not right. healthy, then how yeah. is this helping me again? <laughs> yeah. It's not helping yeah. me. It's only making things worse. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, was, I wasn't I was desperate for someone, but after I had my son, I wanted a family that much more yeah. and that much sooner. Yeah. And so I tried and yeah. tried to make it worse, but it was a one-man show. Mm-hmm. I was the only one pouring yeah. into the relationship. Yeah. No one was pouring into been, me. And especially with that, especially because I know some of our friends who who have children um, and they start trying to start new relationships, you know, not only do you have to think about yourself and your needs, but you have to think about your child. You know, is this you a did. healthy dynamic for my child? Because children are... I mean, and that's the thing, you know, we, you know, for a lot of us, if children were sent out of the room, we always thought, well, they don't hear what's going on. But, I mean, come on. I remember, you know, <laughs> when, when, when stuff would go down in the house or whatnot, especially when grown folks were talking, you know, and you had to go to another room, you kind of sneak listening to what's going on, <laughs> you know, yeah. all kind of stuff, so. You know, it's you know, kids are there. Kids are there. They're listening. They're picking up on the energy. So, not only do you have to make sure that the relationship is healthy for you, but it's healthy for the child. You know, that's involved as well. So, um, I think it's it's definitely um, always great when you're able to see, you know, um, exactly uh, what's taking place um, in relationships and being able to get out of it and and move on. And so, um, of course. Um, with your uh, plat- with the she is platform, of course. Now, mm-hmm. uh, what are your uh, what are you planning to continue to do? I know as as Miss Upstate, you are out, you're in the community, very active. Uh, what are you going to plan on doing now? Uh, now that you're handing over the reins to, to someone else, <laughs> what, what is Samantha Hunter going to be up to next? Well, I'm still going to stay involved in my community. Um, I have okay. been so blessed, and I feel like. As blessed as I've been, I need to continue giving back to my community. And I don't do anything that I do for someone to pat me on the back. I do it because I want to do it. I want to be a help because I feel like I have a story that needs to be shared. You know, I don't have the traditional story. My brother went to school. He um, graduated high school, went to college, graduated college. Then he got married. Five years later, they have a baby. So he has what we would call a fairy tale story. I don't have that story, and I feel like even though I don't have the traditional story, went to college at USC Upstate, got pregnant my sophomore year, moved back home, took years off from school, two years to be exact. Then I go back. I'm about to be finished with my medical assistant and um, seven months away from pursuing my RN degree, that things can still be done. You can still achieve what Absolutely. you want to do. It's just up to you to decide. Absolutely. 
what do I want and how can I make it happen? Mm-hmm. I was not going to mm-hmm. let the fact that I had a baby before marriage hinder me. I wasn't going to mm-hmm. um, allow the people in the church that I was going to to make me feel less than a person just because I had a baby before marriage, and that's not what the Bible says is the right way to do it. I wasn't going to allow these people to hold me captive. So I decided this is what I want to do. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I can do all these things even with a baby. You know, I found my support system. My mom, my dad talked to them. They have been on my side every step of the way. And so that's the message that I still want to get out in the community and pursue. I want to do, um, you know, girls' night out, you know, where I'm talking to the right. teens, just having them come. And even if they have to put questions in a box, and um, I answer them as if, you know, without anyone knowing who exactly asked the question, that's what I want to do. I want to get in their head. I want to find out what they're dealing with, what they're struggling with, so that they can become the women that they were created to be. Because I am becoming Absolutely. the woman that God created me to be by accomplishing Absolutely. my own and not allowing Absolutely. people to put me in the box, you know. Even going back to the relationship, I had to be single for two years to heal yeah. and to learn from my mistakes. And after doing all that, you know, now finally I'm in a very healthy relationship that benefits both me and my son. And so I want to be able to mentor people in that area as well. So just a lot of mentoring and staying involved in my community, staying connected with the young girls, because like I said earlier, they don't have anyone that they feel comfortable in talking to. And I want to be that person. I know I can't save the world, but if I can help a few feel like I've done my job. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. And uh, I have truly enjoyed having you on the show this evening. Thank you. I have also. <laughs> it's definitely Thank been you. a pleasure, pleasure having you on the show. <laughs> and uh, I hope you'll come back on again with me and, and talk yes. with me again soon. I definitely uh, enjoyed the conversation and the dialogue. And uh, we definitely will set something to back up and get you coming back on here on the show. And so I definitely appreciate you taking the time to come on here. Uh, do you have any final words or thoughts you want to share uh, with the listeners before you get out of here? I just want to encourage everyone to love yourself. Find something about yourself that you love and own it. Just own it. Don't be worried about what people think of you. Who cares if they don't like you? The most important thing is to love and like yourself. And once you do that, anything can be yours. You can do anything you want to do after that, but it starts with loving yourself first. Absolutely, absolutely agree. And uh, once again, thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you. I'll be talking with you again soon. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, that was Samantha Hunter, the former Miss Upstate, you guys. Um, Awesome, awesome dialogue, awesome platform that she is definitely putting together. Once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Make sure you go download that app, YRN 1328, available for free on your iPhone and Android. And uh, coming up tomorrow, hump day, hump day, you guys, we got Melody's Corner um, coming to you live and direct at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a nice, Topic you guys are going to enjoy is the good one. So once again, I definitely appreciate you guys. But don't forget, join me on Thursday. We doing our B Flies Poetic Lounge uh, that's coming to you uh, this Thursday at six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we got 
um, the songbird herself, Teresa the songbird, she's coming on. She's been on uh, TV's one, uh, Verses and Flow. She's been a feature on there, and she literally travels state to state on different various platforms. So I'm excited. It's going to be a great night of poetry, great night of spoken word, just, just a great night of great vibes. And so please join us. That's going on this Thursday. 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on your radio network on the beautiful Butterfly Show, you guys. So I, I'm looking forward to that, and I hope you guys would definitely join me. So we're going to get ready to get out of here, you guys, and I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your evening. I'll see you right here, same time, same place, on Thursday.
Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.